A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Happy to be along with you on a Friday. I'm Stephanie Hoff, filling in for Farm Director Pam Yankee. This is our last show of 2022. I'll be back with you on Tuesday, January 3rd, kicking off a new year. We'll see mostly cloudy skies early today. They'll become partly cloudy later in the day, highs of 33 degrees. Tonight, it's going to stay partly cloudy with a low of 22 degrees. Winds are at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Ag meteorologist Dumuk joins us live shortly with more forecast details. Also this morning, we learn more about a foreign animal disease that could be devastating to the U.S. pork industry. And be sure to stick around for a conversation all about risk mitigation as we start 2023. Tom Timko with Compere Financial walks us through how to evaluate risk and get the proper insurance. It's all right here. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Rural Mutual Insurance, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, is here for you even when the weather isn't. With crop hail damage, protect your operation from hail, fire, lightning, and more. Visit RuralMutual.com slash farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As we get ready to head into a new calendar year, one uh, target that's on the horizon is constantly looking at renewable fuels, blends of fuels. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It's not just about electric cars. We're also focused in on increased use of renewable fuels like E15 and a big push on the more industrial side with biodiesel. Man, Jill, it sounds like that's going to be a conversation we're going to have over and over again in 2023. I think you're right, Pam. You know, that biodiesel, that's something you don't have to make any adjustments on your vehicle. You can just use it, and it seems to be more and more accessible. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I caught up with Greg Anderson. He is a governing board member for Clean Fuels Alliance America. They produce biodiesel. And we talked about the goals of the alliance. We talked about making that biodiesel, getting it into the fuel market, and we talked about the labor market, you know, because that's always seems to be on our mind to get more industrial and keep everything working. And the opportunity to use more of this product made from up from products from that farmers can keep producing over and over again. All right. Well, thanks for coming by our booth. We're very pleased that you did because uh, biodiesel and renewable diesel has a tremendous story to tell all across rural America. Uh, really, the soybean checkoff established the biodiesel industry in the United States over 25 years ago with 
with uh, checkoff dollars going into the research and development and the testing of this fuel. Uh, we thought that uh, at, back at that time, those farmer leaders uh, saw a tremendous opportunity to, to convert soybean oil, which was in excess by billions of pounds, dragging the price of the uh, bushel down at the farm gate uh, to really levels that weren't profitable. What are we going to do with all this extra soybean oil? We're crushing beans, we're having meal to feed our domestic livestock, but we have all this oil left over. And uh, they came upon the, the concept of let's turn it into fuel, burn it in our diesel engines, blend it with petroleum diesel. And here we are today. Back then, it's a niche market. Today, we're mainstream fuel. We're producing over 3 billion gallons of biodiesel a year. We're looking by the end of 2030 to be at 6 billion gallons by the year 2050, 15 billion gallons of both biodiesel and renewable diesel, all made from agricultural feedstocks. Not only soybean oil, but distillers, corn oil, animal fats, canola, we, we see used cooking oil, and all those feedstocks can be used to make this wonderful fuel. And I'm going to look right out at the fuel pump. Have you seen a big growth in the biodiesel just because of the price of the diesel out there? Well, it's interesting because with biodiesel extra gallons being produced and put on the market and that diesel pool market, it's actually lowering the cost of diesel from what it would have been with if we didn't have that by like 4%. So the other day I, I got some more diesel on the farm. It was $5 a, a gallon, which is extremely high, the highest price I've ever paid. But yet I have to remind myself that if it wasn't for biodiesel out there, that'd probably be another 20 cents a gallon higher. So uh, that's one way to look at that. But uh, diesel prices are high. There's no doubt about that. But biodiesel is uh, pr providing that ex those extra gallons on the market to kind of lessen that pain of, uh, produce of paying that high price. And you mentioned an increase in gallons. Do you think that those gallons will go up even further if our prices stay the same? Well, gallons are going to continue to go up, not only because of that, but because of the demand for cleaner air and the demand for energy security, the demand for uh, sustainability is all converging together to make this market really accelerate. So, for example, uh, California, the largest transportation diesel market in America, just last year in 2021, the amount of biodiesel and renewable diesel going into California comprised 33% of their diesel pool. So one third of all the diesel used in California was either biodiesel or renewable diesel. Fast forward to this year, the first two quarters, we're up over 44% and we're on our way to 50%. Almost half of the diesel in California is either biodiesel or renewable diesel. They're using it to decarbonize. There's no other fuel that can do that, liquid, liquid petroleum diesel is not clean when it comes out of the tailpipe. And by using uh, renewable diesel and biodiesel, we can really clean up our air quickly. It's a drop-in fuel. No, it's a seamless, it's no engine modifications made. And uh, that's why people are embracing it so quickly. Well, that was my next question of, do we have to make any modifications in order to use biodiesel? No, that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, engine manufacturers endorse B20, most of them right out the, the gate when those uh, new engines leave the manufacturing uh, facility. And that's, that's important. That's a landmark uh, choice showing that this, this fuel is the most tested, most proven fuel on the planet. Uh, successful, successfully, we've, we've shown over and over again that even as the d diesel engines modify and continue to evolve and continue to get better and more efficient, Biodiesel has always been there and it can always be used by these uh, companies, uh, no matter who they are and where they're from, as a drop-in fuel that reduces carbon, cleaner emission out of the tailpipe, 
Um, and we're seeing that expand, not only from the, the truck market and the over-the-road uh, facilities to other industries such as railroad and uh, city municipalities where buses are used uh, and on the upcoming sustainable aviation fuel uh, where planes are actually running on fuel that is renewable. It's, it's an incredible story. Were there incentives put in place to get that biodiesel out there? We have a, a uh, tax credit of a dollar per gallon that's effective through the end of 2024. And uh, that's been before Congress uh, up and down, down through the years, but it's always seems like it's always been renewed or retroactive if it hasn't been re renewed in time. All we ask is for a level playing field. Um, the big oil companies have been subsidized for 100 years and uh, nobody really thinks much about it. Uh, we're still a young industry that's uh, growing and being established, providing tens of thousands of good paying jobs across the country, providing billions of dollars of economic benefit to small towns, rural communities, uh, providing uh, help with the tax base, uh, providing not only clean air, but sustainable fuel that uh, provides uh, security for the energy policy of our nation. I mean, you just think about that, it all comes back to agriculture. It comes back to the small farms and ranches that uh, produce either animal fats or, or uh, feedstock of, uh, of corn, soy, and uh, canola. And uh, this is a great, great agricultural story is really what it is. And with increased production, I'm going to swing back to that labor thing. How are you guys doing with keeping up with the labor? Well, as far as, uh, you know, providing good paying jobs is something, uh, and everybody's in the job market for some degree. Uh, I hear some people today got laid off of different things outside of the biofuels industry. So there, there's, there's, there's opportunities for uh, young men and women coming out of college to get involved in the biofuel industry, whether it be driving trucks, whether it be working in a facility that's making renewable diesel, if they have a degree in chemical engineering, or if they are just, uh, you know, uh, apprentice type ship. Uh, apprenticeship uh, type of jobs and in, in doing manual, more manual labor. We have something for everybody. It's just uh, uh, such a great job uh, growth market that um, it's exciting. I'm on the feedstock uh, production side, so I don't have to change my job to be involved in the biofuels industry. I just uh, grow my soybeans and I harvest my soybeans with a combine that's running on biodiesel. And I'm realizing that some of the soybeans that I harvest with my combine will be turned into biodiesel. So it's kind of a full circle thing for me. It's kind of neat to make that connection back. It is. And uh, we encourage all farmers to use it. Uh, there's no reason why we can't use our own product. Uh, we take an example from the Northeast where they're blending biodiesel in with home heating oil. It's going to be a cold winter and, and that can replace uh, the, the petroleum heating oil and it can burn uh, cleanly and effectively and efficiently in heating uh, millions of homes and businesses. And uh, uh, so it has so many different avenues for which this market uh, can flow into. And uh, uh, it's all good things. Well, one last question. If I want to find out more, where would I go to look? Yeah, you can go to biodiesel.org uh, or you could just Google biodiesel, Google uh, renewable diesel. You'll find a, a wealth of information. Contact us at Clean Fuels Alliance America. We would encourage people to visit our website. That's Clean Fuels Alliance America. Or you could just type in your search engine, Clean Fuels. You'll, you'll see us right away. Uh, we, we get uh, tens of thousands of hits regularly and uh, a wealth of information there. You can have uh, questions answered and, and find uh, several fact sheets on just how we're making a difference in, in the United States. Great information. 
That was Greg Anderson, Clean Fuels Alliance America, and part of the Nebraska Soybean Board. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Experienced electricians, come join our family-owned team. Here's Ariel. At EverReady, we are his sponsor for the apprenticeship program. I like the small company feel, that family feel. If you have a problem, you can directly go to the owners firsthand. It speaks a lot about their values and how they value their employees. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net for all your electrical needs. We are EverReady. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center, Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Where is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Friday morning. We've got a little mist, some fog, balmy temperatures, so not too bad to close the year. It's time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. Stu, I'm going to be be bopping around downtown on, at midnight on New Year's Eve. What can I expect to be happening outside? Well, it doesn't sound like it'll be too bad, Stephanie, but you may have to watch out for a little snowflake activity. How about that? I think Saturday night into very early Sunday, there's a chance of a bit of very light snow or some raindrops that could develop. Shouldn't amount to much. It just doesn't appear to be a, a major system by any means. Otherwise, pretty fair. Temperature is not all that cold. After all, even though a cool front's pulling east of Wisconsin and away today, and temperatures probably have been their warmest already today, in fact, I'm going to talk about falling temperatures, a lot of us falling back into the mid or lower 20s. It still doesn't sound bad as we wrap up this month of December and wrap up the year, kind of like normal. The normal high right now all across southern Wisconsin should be right about 29 degrees. 
with that nighttime low in the lower teens, 14 or 15. So today, as high pressure tries to edge in, there'll be a little sun in the west, not so much. Some clouds hold on in the east. Weather radar indicating precipitation from lower Michigan, Indiana, down into Illinois, and all pulling away from Wisconsin for today. So we dry out. It sounds pretty fine for New Year's Eve day on Saturday with temperatures on the above normal side and a little sunshine. That's all pretty fine. But a weak system does slip in from our north, even heads up into Canada by New Year's Day, but has that small precipitation chance Saturday night or just lingering into early Sunday morning and otherwise pretty mild temperatures. In fact, there's a pretty good chance by New Year's Day Sunday and into Monday that we'll be in the upper 30s and then some low 40s to start the new week, but a little more uh, likelihood that as we head through later Monday and into Tuesday that some rain could be developing. Right now the system's moving in. There's no doubt we'll see some precipitation, and it really appears like rain is something we'll deal with or it may mix with or change to snow as it ends, but it could be a little wet as we head into that first week of the new year. I'll be back with our forecast details right after this. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bopeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck along with us, giving us the rundown on how the weather is going to break down for us on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day weekend. What about that first week of 2023? How's that going to treat us? Well, that's where that rain chance does exist, and it's something that uh, most likely starts to edge in Monday later in the day and could stick around toward Tuesday, maybe linger as some light snow to midweek. Still, Temperatures that stay above normal, at least to get that week well underway, uh, starting to fall somewhat then later on toward later in the week, Thursday or Friday. Today, mostly cloudy skies, partly sunny skies develop in the west, and unfortunately, we've probably seen our warmest temp as those temps begin to drop. Upper 20s in the west, low 30s further east, and winds will be from the west at about 5 to 10. Partly cloudy overnight and cooler, low 20s, with the northwest winds only about 5 Partly sunny skies Saturday, a really fine day to wrap up the year. Upper 30s for daytime highs, and the winds become southeast, only about 5. Should be a very nice day. Saturday night, more clouds and that slight chance of snow, maybe some raindrops. That's happening uh, late in the night. Could very well be just before midnight in the west, and then after the further you head to the east. I'd look for, for Sunday to have that little light precipitation ending in the east. A mostly cloudy day is expected. Low 40s for daytime highs. Maybe an upper 30 in a few spots. And the winds will be out of the southwest at 5, Stephanie. Mid 40s Monday, but that rain chance starts to edge in again by later in the day. I don't think it sounds too terrible to you. I don't. I think we're set up pretty well, uh, mild to begin the new year, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's all right for folks like you who want to be out doing stuff. That's a good thing. 
And um, yes, and don't forget, we are curious if you do get rain, we want to know how much you're getting. You can always send us a text at 877-301-FARM. Stu, we'll catch you back here again on Tuesday. Have a happy new year. All right. You too. Take care. That's your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update. Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. And don't forget, Compere Financial is going to be joining us in the second half of the show with an end-of-the-year wrap on insurance and risk mitigation, giving some great advice on what you should be thinking about in the new year. Stay tuned. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? You can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, when we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608 319-1750. million people in the United States have epilepsy and more than 400,000 of those are children. 150,000 new cases are diagnosed in the U.S. every year. And of those with epilepsy, one in three cannot find relief through medicine or surgery. Joey's Song brings Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Grammy Award winners, and Top 40 Hitmakers to Madison for a -a one-of-a-kind event each year to help raise the funds needed to help move forward the critical research into finding cures and treatments. Members of those bands and more will join us for the 2023 Benefit Concert on January 7th at the Sylvie. Go to joeysong.org to learn more and for a link to buy your tickets, joeysong.org. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. 
Open like them, too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% .9 of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. People you know. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Your awesome article at Forbes.com yesterday about something near and dear to my heart. I know uh, you wrote a book about it, too. Mike McCarthy is going to have to do what for the Green Bay Packers? What's, what's the gist of this article? Tell the fine folks. Well, everybody's, you know, really, really locked into the fact Green Bay has this terrific playoff chance all of a sudden, right? And, 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 and they do. Let, let, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Two home games, very winnable home games, Minnesota and, and Detroit. So Green Bay's obviously got to win out. Um, Ebo, and then and then really just get one piece of help along the way because if, if if they do win out, I mean they're tied right now with Seattle and Detroit at seven and eight. They would beat Detroit, so they pass Detroit naturally from that head-to-head -head win. And even if Seattle gets to nine and eight like Green Bay would, Ebo, um, Green Bay's got the tiebreaker over them when it comes to best record inside the NFC. Uh, Green Bay's record would be better against NFC foes there. So Green Bay would pass Detroit. They'd pass Seattle. So now they've got to find a way to get by the Giants or Washington, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the Giants have a the Giants have a pretty easy go of it. A couple of home games. Um, it's it's what the Colts, I believe, right on on Sunday, and and then potentially Philadelphia and Philly would likely have nothing to play for because Philly should lock up the one seed this weekend against New Orleans, even if Gardner Minshew is the quarterback. So it really comes down almost evil. Can they pass Washington? So Washington goes back to Carson Wentz which uh, to me is a questionable move, but we'll see how it plays out. Washington, <laughs> a fa Washington, a favorite this week, Evo against Cleveland. Let's say Washington wins and let's say Dallas wins this week. And Dallas should win um, in, in all likelihood. If Dallas wins, Evo, they lock themselves into the five seed. Okay. Next week, Dallas goes to Washington. Dallas would have absolutely zippo zero to play for in that scenario. When they go to Washington in week 18, green Bay would be getting ready to play Detroit and desperately need a Washington loss. So Mike McCarthy, after his, 
you know, at, at least in his mind, his very unfair exit from Green Bay four years ago. And, and, and I would agree with very you unfair. Don't fight, very you, unfair. You, don't, you don't fire a coach who has won a Super Bowl with a month left in the season. More you wins let him than Vince Lombardi. Yep. Street named second, after him. Yep. Second most winning coach in, in franchise 30. history. Second, second longest tenured coach in franchise history. And, mm. you know, and, and, and Murphy whacks him with four games to go. But he lost I, to Josh I, Rosen. Mm, you don't treat Mike McCarthy like that. It, you don't do that. When it's, all, when it's all said and done, though, just back to this scenario, guys, Mike McCarthy could hold Green Bay's fate in his hands. And I think it's likely, Evo, I think this is a very likely scenario. I mean, if you just play the favorites this week, you know, if Green Bay wins, if, you know, if Washington beats Cleveland, if the Giants beat the Colts, if Philly beats New Orleans, which all these, you know, all these outcomes are likely Dallas is going to be locked into that five hole. Mike McCarthy will have absolutely no reason to play his front liners in, in week 18 against the commanders and green Bay will desperately be needing Washington to lose that game to Dallas. And Mike McCarthy could trot out his twos and his threes and get his, and get his revenge. If, if, (laughs) if he wants it against the green Bay Packers. Oh, uh, Cooper Rush though. it could be absolutely. Hey. It could be absolutely fascinating viewing. Cooper it? Rush. I mean, the, Cooper Rush is a is a star pupil of the Mike McCarthy school of quarterbacking. He is not. He is a good quarterback under Mike McCarthy. Well, if he's but if, but if he's throwing to guys that are five and six on the depth chart or even on the practice good squad point. today, guys. Good point. Um, it, 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 it could, it could be tough sledding. Cause I don't think he's going to be throwing it to CD lamb. And, and I don't think Pollard and Zeke are going to be running the ball yeah. in that football yeah. game. Benjamin? Well, he was almost throwing it to TO, but it looks like that's not going to happen crazily. Um, Rob, I want to go back to Sunday's game for a second. The win against the dolphins, obviously Joe Barry been a lot of talk about him and his future throughout this season, but the defense has had a overall very productive December. They 19 uh, against the bears, 12 against the Rams and then zero in the second half against Miami. Part of that. I, I, I want to know your take on how that came to be right. Cause Tua throws three picks, terrible throws, terrible decisions. Do you think that that Joe Barry and the defense really changed it up and changed the way they played? Do you think Tua handed the game away? Kind of where do you give credit for what happened on Sunday? Well, I, I do wonder, Ben, deep down, how much of this played into the concussions as, as well and how dinged was Tua middle of that third quarter, middle of that fourth quarter, late in that football game when he started throwing the ball all over the field. I mean, he had three picks, Ben, in the last 14 minutes. Yeah. So, um, you know, exactly when that happened and, and how it played out. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Friday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff in for Farm Director Pam Yankee. A new swine disease overseas could devastate the U.S. pork industry, but organizations are working to stay ahead of it. Australia is having an outbreak of Japanese encephalitis virus, or JEV. Dr. Paul Sundberg leads the Swine Health Information Center. He tells me how this strain of JEV spreads and how the government and industry plan to eradicate it. That's a virus that's transmitted by mosquitoes. It's in the same family as West Nile virus, which we have here. We don't have JEV in the country, but we do have West Nile. It's transmitted the same way, uh, mosquitoes biting birds and birds carrying it. The way that it happens with pigs, though, is that pigs are what's called an amplifying host. So if they get the virus in a pig, that pig helps the virus grow to higher levels than other animals. It's what's called zoonotic. 
So it is a disease of both animals and people. The Australian experience has borne out both of those. Uh, reproductive issues in pigs and encephalitis and some death in people in Australia. Not only an animal health risk or animal production risk, but a human health risk as well. What does a response look like? One of the biggest things to do right away is to make sure that we can diagnose it should it get here. It's a new strain of JEV, of Japanese encephalitis virus, and one of the things that we're working with USDA on is to ensure that the tests that we have in our diagnostic labs can detect that new strain. We want to know how to keep it out of the country. We're doing a risk assessment of ways that it could get into the country to see if we can close those windows. And we're also doing some, going to be doing some targeted research on responses. Um, working with USDA on what their response would be, the CDC on what their response would be, and what we need to have in our toolbox in order to be able to respond. And give us a sense of you know, how much trade are we doing with Australia with hogs? Is there a lot of movement between our two countries? Yeah, there's not. There's not a lot of movement with hogs. There is some import that they import from us, but we don't get a lot from them. Uh, so for Japanese encephalitis virus, though, it's possible that we could import their mosquitoes and infected mosquitoes on airplanes. That's one way that it could get in here. Another way that it might be able to get in here is infected birds that come down from the flyways through Alaska and down into California in the western U.S. That flyway, those birds could potentially carry Japanese encephalitis virus, and they bring it down here. We've got mosquitoes in the country that would be able to spread it around. Again, that's Dr. Paul Sundberg with the Swine Health Information Center. Stay tuned for your market update next. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Problems with transportation logistics have posed issues for the grain trade, including our wheat farmers. Lower water levels in the Mississippi River pose an issue in not only sending wheat to export markets, but bringing inputs back to Wisconsin for the planting season. This is according to Michael Peters, vice chairman of the U.S. Wheat Associates. The Mississippi River, if you mentioned, is the water volume is low there. There's places barges can't even get through. So with that, get that shipment of grain down to the Gulf to ship it out to exports is tough. So you may have to do that more by truck or rail. And rail to ship wheat is always higher priced than a lot of other commodities just for several reasons. But uh, So it's a difficult issue for the U.S. wheat farmer right now, not only to get our product out export markets, but the, like the Mississippi River there is used to bring a, a lot of products up to us, like your fertilizers and stuff. A lot of that gets shipped on the river. So that makes the product maybe short at times for the U.S. wheat farmer or uh, other commodity groups and uh, also creates a higher price for it due to having to ship it other ways. Michael Peters along with us, the vice chairman of U.S. Wheat Associates. 
And now we'll take a look at our commodity markets on a Friday morning. From Chicago, cash corn is up a quarter of a cent at 6.79 and 3 quarters. New crop corn is at 6.11 and a half, down a penny. Cash beans trading at 15.22 and a quarter, up 13 and a half. And new crop beans are up nine and a half cents at fourteen twenty-four and three quarters. Cash wheat is up a quarter of a cent at seven seventy-four and a quarter. And new crop wheat is down three quarters of a cent at seven eighty-four and a half. Moving on to fluid milk, the January Class Three milk contract is down twelve cents, trading at nineteen sixty-one a hundredweight. And February milk is at eighteen ninety, up eighteen cents. When it comes to supporting higher ethanol blends and gasoline and year-round sales of E15 or unleaded 88, the biofuels industry has confidence in bipartisan support at the federal level. This is the word from Growth Energy. Attorney Joe Kakish is the legal counsel for Growth Energy. He describes the atmosphere on Capitol Hill around biofuels. Well, USDA has always been a wonderful partner, and in particular, Secretary Vilsack has been a real champion of the industry way back when he was governor of Iowa. Um, So we expect that to continue um, into the future. As respect to the Farm Bill, we are actively engaging our, our champions in the Midwest. We have some really good bipartisan leadership in our Midwest states, you know, Minnesota, Iowa, North, uh, South Dakota, Wisconsin, uh, and, and really trying to get them engaged on this issue as they head into the Farm Bill legislation. That's attorney Joe Kakish, the legal counsel for Growth Energy. Stick around because Compere Financial talks risk mitigation for 2023 up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere. Much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks stop by bergstrom chevrolet where you never get charged over msrp here we use a lot of f words food fiber and farming this is the midwest farm report 
with Pam Youngke. Well, we've got end-of-the-year decisions on the horizon. Looking into 2023, no better time to catch up with our friends from Compure Financial. Remember, you can find an office near you as well as some of the fantastic programs that Compure has helping rural communities, your firefighters, emergency responders, libraries, you Look at all the things that Compure does to try to help rural Wisconsin, Minnesota, Northern Illinois. And joining us today, Tom Timko. He is the state insurance product officer with Compure. And you know as well as I do that you have to sit down, take a look at what 2022 was like for you, and now the risk that we're looking at in 2023. And Tom, really, that's what it is all about in agriculture anymore, mitigating risk. So... Most of us are familiar with a lot of the risk management products that have been around for 2022. Is there anything cooking coming to me in 2023? Yeah, it's a good question. We're always looking to see if there's new products being released by the RMA, and some of that is just starting to get released. If you take a look at your basic row crops, whether it's corn, soybeans, wheat, you're not seeing a lot of changes for those particular products out there right now. And I, I think that's a good thing. I think there's enough products out there uh, um, that it almost confuses producers because of the vast amount of them. Oh, boy, that is for sure. And that's exactly why we have to turn to people like uh, you and our pals at Compure to make sure we're recognizing what's available and what's really tailor-made for us. There are always lexicon that snag me, though, when it comes to things like crop insurance, et cetera. And one of those, Tom, is ECO, SCO. Why do I need to pay attention to that? You know, and those are two different two products that came out in the last couple of years. Uh, SCO has been a little bit longer than that. And it gives you that higher level of coverage. So depending upon where you're at, um, SCO is a great fit for a lot of people. And so is ECO if you want that higher band of coverage that maybe gets you from 86 to 90 95% level or maybe 86 to 90 if it makes sense for your operation. It's a great way to uh, protect yourself, especially in case these markets decide to turn around and do something different than what we hope, right, which means going lower. I got to ask you, Tom, just because I know that you're in western Minnesota, an area that was uh, really a victim of Mother Nature again. You know, that's the unplayed card we, we have a dilly of a time predicting going into the next year. When you see the kind of weather patterns that you did around the upper Midwest, how do you advise people on these risk management tools and that weather factor? I mean, it, it is all about second guessing but are these products really uh are are you finding them successful for those growers absolutely uh bands of coverage at a higher level fit a lot of different uh, operations risk management and it comes into play it gives the uh, the the gives the producer a little bit of time before he actually starts to maybe do some forward selling mm-hmm. so they put on this floor They've got some good revenue protection out there, so if something uh, changes before they actually start to get something sold. It gives them that confidence to maybe wait it out into that May, maybe June time period where a lot of people like to make some forward contact, contract sales. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right. Now, uh, I'm talking about end of the year kind of stuff. Everybody thinks taxes first, but it's also a time you may have to get in contact with your Farm Service Agency office. They're going to be asking us some questions. What's uh, what's your thoughts on ARC versus PLC going into 2023, Tom? You know, it's it's a, I'm glad you brought that question up because producers may or may not be aware of this, but you can actually go out there and sign up, make those elections now. But quite honestly, those e- elections shouldn't be made until you meet with your crop insurance officer because they go hand in hand. Um, if you take a look, and first thing what a producer should be doing, and I think they have been doing, much like uh, the dairy, the livestock people, grain as well, we're all looking at our input costs and our break-even costs and what that looks like for 2023. So in a lot of cases, SCO is going to be the right fit for a lot of producers. Mm-hmm. And in order to take SCO, you have to choose PLC. Ah, okay. Yeah, like you said, that's the kind of conversations where you need to have more than more than one person advising you. And again, like we said, Tom Timko is along with us. He's the state insurance product officer with Compure Financial, a guy that's kind of keeping all of the plates spinning when it comes to agriculture in the upper Midwest. You mentioned dairy and livestock. They've been fretting over feed costs in 2022. A lot of that's not going to change. But to your point, it goes hand in glove with the crops that they may be able to grow themselves. So what are you advising our dairy and livestock guys to look at, especially, you know, beef, another area that's seen a lot of volatility. What's out there for them, Tom? You know, volatility is not always a bad thing. Sure, we got higher inputs, but as long as our end product, our commodity, our beef, our milk prices, if all that stays high, everything's good. The problem is, you know, at some point in time or some year, we're going to have commodity prices are going to drop and those inputs are going to be lagging and that's where we're going to get stuck with uh, some potential looking at some red numbers. Um, I can't say enough. There's a lot of producers looking at this and for the last year or two with these high prices, we see more and more producers buying as much insurance as they can because it makes sense. It's subsidized. Uh, it's still, we got a bill to pay at the end of the year, but producers understand risk and uh, they're getting uh, better every year at understanding what makes sense and what they can do to protect their operations, Pam. You know, and like you said, there's there's a lot of different options out there. My dairy guys are going to be paying attention, Tom, because right now we're feeling pretty decent. Our margins may not be fantastic, but to your point, we're above break even. Just run through, if you can, the complement of dairy opportunities out there when it comes to mitigating that risk because I look at second quarter of 2023 milk price and it's not exactly as plush as I might like. You know, and that's probably no different than according to soybean markets as well. We'd like those prices, uh, nearby prices uh, are fine for old crop or nearby, depending upon what you want to talk about, whether it's milk or whether it's uh, corn, soybeans. Uh, but there's always that risk of uh, the further out months, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, you're going to be taking a look at putting on a floor, and a lot of producers still leverage DRP yep. and LGM as well. Yep. Uh, we have great tools to help producers make that decision that makes the most sense for their operation. Uh, if you haven't explored DRP or LGM, mm-hmm. make sure you reach out to our insurance compare officer. Yeah, yeah. You know, you make a good point about putting a floor in place. I think, and maybe it's just me and the circle I travel in, Tom, I have a sense that farmers are always trying to trying to grab for the high, not necessarily 
compensating for the lows. Tell me a little bit more about the strategies you hope they're thinking about for pricing floors. Yeah, so there, if I think of even margin protection, which had an end date of September 30th, we had a lot of producers pass a margin protection this year because uh, they looked like commodity prices are going higher or at least holding in there, right? So it makes sense. I get it. But at some point in time, if I we get to that March 1st, and a lot of these decisions will be starting made probably right now in December and January as well, producers know that, hey, in case something doesn't go as planned. We need to have a good floor in place, whether it's the crop insurance for the corn, soybeans, wheat, whether it's for DRP, whether it's cattle, hogs. Uh, I can't say enough. Producers are getting sharper and sharper every year. They know what makes sense for their operation to make sure they don't go backwards. Well, and to your point, we just have to always remember to take the blinders off. What's happening in southern Wisconsin, uh, eastern Minnesota, northern Illinois, is not uh, insulated from Russia, Ukraine, South America. I mean, like you said, that's when those floors really can become very, very valuable. You know, Pam, that's one of the things that concerns me. I just, it's such a moving, I mean, we've always had these... uh, uh, things that affect the market, right? Drives the market, change, you know, the pricing. But there are so many moving parts today, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, do what you can at the moment and do what makes sense and make sure you protect yourself in case things go uh, not as planned. Well, and I got to believe you're an advocate of not just one conversation and done. I mean, like you said, it's a moving target. You better be touching base with your crop insurance advisor, your insurance provider all the way around multiple times in a growing season. Absolutely. Uh, those are the conversations we love to have. Um, I'm a firm believer crop insurance is one tool in a producer's bucket. It's not just crop insurance that makes a producer profitable. It's obviously uh, planting the right seed and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mother Nature, obviously, hopefully allowing us to have good yields, but it's also marketing those products, whether it's DRP, corn, soybeans, whatever, or DRP, milk, corn, soybeans, uh, at a profitable level, right? So there's a lot of different things that come into play. Crop insurance is a tool. We just ask producers to make sure they understand what tools are available to them. Very good point. Tom Timko, along with us, he is the state insurance product officer with Compere Financial. Again, Tom Timko, just another one of the staff at Compere that encourage you to tap into the knowledge that they have tap into the resources that they know about. They'll sit down and work through your plan, be it dairy, be it livestock, corn, soybeans, whatever it is you're looking at in 2023. Let's face it, I don't think any of us have the stomach for what volatility lies ahead. Let's make sure that you've got some of that uh, assurance going into the new growing season. And of course, start that conversation at compere.com. Tom Timko along with us, Compere's state insurance product officer.